You're listening to the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell and Gary A. McGowan. Gowan and you're tuned into the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. We are live on site at one of the biggest real estate conferences uh, hosted by Keller Williams. Uh, we're on site right now and a person in the hot seat, we were trying to figure out his title, but it's the big honcho of the real estate magazine. So, so I got to get new cards now and just yeah, put that yeah. on. Yeah, the big honcho. <laughs> yeah. We actually just had like a 10 minute conversation about job titles. It was actually pretty good. So what, what are some job titles you've held in the past? Uh, well, who are we talking to? So I'm Andrew Filiato. I own a couple companies. Uh, just Sell Homes, marketing agency for the real estate industry. Uh, real Estate Magazine, which I feel like is what everyone talks about now, over Just Sell Homes, which is, you know, great because it's been like three months versus eight years of the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the rhyme has been around since I was two years old. Um, and then I also own a development company, but we don't talk about that one as much publicly right now. Okay. Okay. So, Beautiful. Good. Beautiful. Okay. So where do we want to take this? Let's take this to, while we were having our conversation off camera, because sometimes those are the funniest conversations and we scramble, hit record. This is good. <laughs> uh, we, we started talking about job titles and things like that, but let's, let's move back a little bit. Just sell homes. Uh, you saw a void in the marketplace many years ago. Tell us a little bit about that. So I sold for a couple of years, so I was in Aurora. So I sold a couple of years at uh, Aurora, then we got bought by another brokerage. And at the time, like, I don't know if you know the Aurora office that I was at, uh, they weren't, how you would say, tech savvy at the time. Mm. Like there was a typewriter in the office they used every day. Um, so when I started coming in, like I remember the broker came through my open house and I was just using an iPad app to have people sign in instead of paper and he goes, whoa. Can you do a training in the office on that? <laughs> and I was like, sure. So we booked two hours, which the training was basically download Open Home Pro and put your name on it. That's that. And we're done. Yep. Um, so I ended up just like chatting for the next hour and a half about different tech stuff. And that kind of led to me doing office trainings and more office trainings. And then the big brand recruited me uh, to train agents. So I ended up traveling North America training agents. But then every time I did that, agents said the same thing. It's, uh, can we just pay you to do this for us? And eventually realized it was a pretty good business there, so I ended up starting Just Sell Home. So that was actually sitting with Marcel Gary, who we both know. Yes. And he had, on the side, just paid me to, like, can you evaluate website providers for me? And as we're sitting there, he goes, oh, I don't want to deal with any. Can I swear on this podcast? You can do whatever you want. I don't want to deal with any of this shit. I just want to sell homes. And I was like, huh. And I just, on the spot, looked up on GoDaddy, JustSellHomes.com, and it was available, and I bought it. And I was like, all right, that seems like a thing. <laughs> And then I, so then I stopped working at the company I was at, and I was like, all right, I gotta start this company. So I called up Marcel and his partner, Barb, at the time. And I was like, so remember how you've been trying to hire me to do your marketing for a while? You can now, by the way, it's a thousand a month, and I need six months up front. <laughs> and I had to check the next day. Wow. Um, so I called it the next two people, same thing. Uh, so that first week, I think we picked up, I don't know, 15, 10, 15,000, I think, something like that. Um, kind of hit the ground running, and it's been, not where I thought I would be in real estate when I got my license. <laughs> I figured I'd be selling. I was like, this is going to be like, I remember I got a deal in the second house I ever door knocked, and I thought this was going to be the easiest business. And I'd just be crushing it at like <laughs> 50 deals a year by year two, mm -hmm. you know, doubling every year type of thing. And then, yeah, ended up instead going from reading REM in the boardroom to buying it. <laughs> so just with your introduction, you've told us you own three companies. Yeah. And just before we even get into those companies. Are you from a family of entrepreneurs who are always looking at 
owning companies like where is this coming from that yeah, so desire my, to own and build there's a bit on both sides so like my on my mom's side which is the scottish background uh my grandfather yeah that's my background i can tell yes campbell yeah Perfect. Moro. <laughs> um, so we did, he, he actually worked for IBM for 40 years, but as a side hustle, side hustle, built and sold golf courses and managed them. So actually like where you guys are from, St. Andrews Valley, that's my mm. grandfather's course. Mm. So if you actually you're playing that 13th hole, there's actually a rock since he passed away with his name on it, dedicated to him. Um, but like he did Mary Hill in Guelph, mm. um, but like that was him and buddies. They bought a farmland and turned it into a golf course. And on the other side, my Nono, um, so he started a couple companies. Long story short, like at one point, got in trouble with some partners where it didn't work out and, and rebuilt from scratch and has done very, very well for himself. And then my dad ended up owning a concrete forming company. So, yeah, as I was joking, I basically never had to get, like, with a, two exceptions, a real job. Real job. Like, uh, you know, golf course worked at growing up, mm -hmm. then worked for my dad, put me on the job site. It was not easy working concrete forming on the job site, lugging forms around, but I mean, I didn't really have to interview for that one. I just showed up and said, Oh, my dad pulled me to it and said, you're on the job site now. <laughs> he, he decided the golf course is a little too cushy of a job. <laughs> I, I want to dig a little deeper on a couple of things that you just said. Yeah. Uh, a, you've had family that were in real estate and concrete. There's, is there anything else that we should know about, like on the, the shady side of the business? Or something? <laughs> it was actually funny. On that side of the concrete, there's a really good one. There's a company we dealt with for flooring. Now, they do big floors. Like Loblaws is a 2 million square foot warehouse. They put the concrete flooring in. If you call them, and I had to call them all the time, they'd pick up the phone with, you stab them, we'll slab them. <laughs> so I always appreciate it. Ah, like Furthering our stereotype. Yeah. Anytime I, like I mention my concrete forming background, I get at least one mom into it. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Every time. Beautiful. So, okay, that's cool. Um, meaning the Just Sell Homes, you saw an opportunity, jumped on it, and then it's kind of amazing, right? You look back and to see what how that's developed and the doors. Talk to us a little bit the, about the doors that that's opened for you. I mean, it's pretty, like, because at the time I was really pigeoned into one brand. Like, that's, like, it was the brand I was selling at and then the brand I worked at at the head office. So, like, I only knew people from within that. And then once I said Just Sell Homes, we work with people across all like I mean it generally pivots into the brands you would think of that have producers at them. Um, we don't generally work at like the brokerages where it's like, you know, a thousand agents for fifty bucks a month. Generally not our clientele. Um, but yeah, we ended up just like meeting a ton of people and then also getting really involved and a credit Richard Silver if you guys know him a lot. Um, the first year, he was like one of my first clients, him and this woman named Heather Beauchamp. They were my first two clients and Richard would drag me to conferences. And I remember the first one, it was like one of the big associations had like a, what did I figure what they call them, the suites where they have all the booze and everything that's like private. Um, he just dragged me into it and just like, and like every CEO for every board and associations in this room and then me, this like 26 year old nobody. And he goes, everyone, you need to meet Andrew. And then he turned and left. <laughs> Love it. And he's just like, I, he's like, I don't want to be here. I have nothing to do here. Uh, I, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. I'm 60. And I was like. All right, thanks. And yeah, like it kind of that led to me meeting them and then me getting like I ended up speaking at a Korea event in Charlottetown uh, and ended up like doing a six city tour a couple times with Aria and that kind of really started meeting a lot of people, learning the industry side. Like I knew the industry side as an agent fairly well because I was just I had a lot of time and I tried to learn everything I could. But once you start like, you know, doing six city tours four years in a row with Aria and being at like Korea events. And different like Winnipeg's brought me out their board. You really learn the industry side, and that's where you see like for me, I saw like the gap 
that existed. Like, because like REM existed before we bought it, but it was almost entirely print. Right. So there wasn't, and they're like their online was a bit of an afterthought. So it was like this. There wasn't a great source online. Like in the U.S., they have a couple different companies that do this type. Like Inman, for example, mm-hmm. huge. Mm-hmm. We don't have that here typically online in the same way. So we were like, I was actually before I even got REM. I was actually approaching investors about me just building my own version of it. Um, and then when COVID hit and I saw that they, they stopped printing for a while, I actually reached out to REM back then to try and buy it. And we just couldn't come together on a deal. Um, and then when they ended up shutting down this past year, I just basically re-engaged and talked with them and we were able to finally get it. But I, like, I've been so immersed in the industry now for like 10 years. But it's fine like, when you're talking to people from the, like, oh, you're a marketing guy. I'm like, yes, but I also know what's going on <laughs> in yeah. the industry pretty well. So you're, you've purchased uh, the real estate magazine. You have just sell homes. You have your concrete um, <laughs> development company. <laughs> development company slash. His family's business. got the concrete. Yeah, company. Family's. My dad's retired. Yeah. No. <laughs> so he so says. you're in three businesses. You're the owner of three businesses, and obviously, as a young entrepre- entrepreneur, you're looking to expand that empire. Um, my question to you is: What business are you really in? So my main one. I mean, there's a couple answers to that. Okay. The first one is my main one is still the agency. Okay. Make sure clients understand. I, that's my main focus. Um, but really, it's finding the right people, putting them in the right places so that I don't have to. <laughs> like, I like making deals, doing the more high-level stuff, but, like, just trusting and relying on the right people um, so I can focus on kind of what moves the needle and look for, like, now, right now, my brother and I have paused any more acquisitions Yeah. because um, we had a lot on our plate with the three things we're doing. So my brother's basically my partner in everything. Um, and right now we got a lot going on between like getting REM back off, off the ground, uh, the agency, and then also getting the development because we're about to submit to the town. Uh, so there's been a lot of work around that side of things. Um, so we've paused it. Cause like that was the interesting when REM happened is we had a lot of people reach out being like, so you buy REM, do you want to buy us too? Hmm. And I was like, I mean, some of them are pretty interesting opportunities. And we were like, maybe, and then we're like, no, right. We had enough on our plate right now. Let's revisit in a year or two when things are really smooth and kind of back up and running. Um, but it's like the biggest thing now is like making sure not putting too much off on our plate and saying no a lot. So now, own REM, and one can equate that to like newspapers. Yeah. Right? You've purchased a newspaper company. Why? So, and I mean, there's... What is next? <laughs> so there's a couple parts to it for why we bought it. I mean, the, the first thing I evaluated is, like, what's the worst case scenario here? Which worst case was, I can't get it back up off the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a database of over 30,000 realtors in Canada, which are potential clients for the agency. So my worst case scenario was, I basically valued the company. What does it cost me right now when I'm running ads to add someone to my database? I just took that times the database they have and offered them that amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so my worst case was covered, um, and that worked out pretty well for us. But I think, like on its own, REM is a very potentially profitable business. But where it really benefits us again on the agency side, like any unsold ads, I sell to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it also opens a lot of doors. Like I could, like within the first week of owning REM, I had like four different CEOs reach out to have lunch with me that I didn't get meetings with before. So like it was like right away it opened new doors for us. Um, a lot more people wanted to talk. And then there's just been like a lot of little things coming along like that. But then also even on the development side, it could potentially down the road help us source new deals if we wanted to. Or even when it comes time to sell the development, I have a database now of 
Natick Grove with 40,000 realtors, if I have to sell 20 units to enable this to 40,000 realtors, I think I'm in pretty good shape. Now. Yeah, yeah. So there's all, like they all kind of feed into each other because then the agency also does the marketing for the development because we do a lot of marketing for developers now. Um, that there, what you said is brilliant because most people only think the next move ahead. And here you are, you're thinking, what are the next seven moves? What are the next 10, 10 moves that I need to plan on this chessboard? So kudos to you. And it goes to you, your sense as a business owner that you're very strategic. And I want to give you your flowers for that because most entrepreneurs, they're not thinking that far ahead. So well done, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. I actually got the idea. It was a Disney thing. Have you ever seen the Disney flywheel? Sure. Whereas like Walt Disney himself sketched it out many yep. years ago. You yep. can, if you want to get fancy editing, you could like put it up on screen right yep. here now over my hand and make it look pretty cool. Um, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Make, sure, make sure we do that. <laughs> they got the talent. Uh, but yeah, it's like basically like how everything fed into each other. And mm-hmm. I was like thinking about that and like I was already looking at talking about REM. I was like, well, if REM actually fits perfectly into what we're doing, then we also just, well, we bought it from you. You were the listing yeah. agent on yep. the development we got. Yes. Um, and I was like, well, that could feed nicely into this as well. Yeah. Um, so now, like when we're not that we're looking at anything actively right now, but when we're thinking about future things, we're like, where would it fit within this ecosystem? Because there have been other things that have come up where like, this doesn't help anything we're doing. We want everything to at least in some degree be complementary for now. I like it. I like it. I can segue a little bit, not, not too far though. Um, You've got your online presence. Everyone, you know, the real estate market or industry knows you from Just Sell Homes, uh, your Over a Pint podcast, which is pretty epic. And, and of course, now REM, the, the online magazine, as it were. Uh, it's like your calling card. Or it's not like it. It is your calling card. So I'm sure you've experienced this because I know Colin and I have on our own little level. People, people know you before you even get to know them. Yeah, especially when you're speaking on stage too. Yeah. Like you come to a conference like this, you speak, you come off. People come up, especially with, oh, this is a big one with over a pint that I noticed. Is because they're seeing me in that very friendly environment with a beer with someone, they feel like they have that beer with you. And people will come up and start talking to you like you've been best friends for years. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need, like there was one woman, I remember this, this was at West. She had like the most generic sounding name you could imagine. And she Karen. came up and like started like hugging Karen. me and talking to me like we were best friends. I didn't know her name. I couldn't even recognize her because, like, it turns out on Facebook, her profile picture was a flower. Mm. So, like, on top of, like, generic name, because I and she only had her first name on her name badge, I was like, I have no idea who this woman is. And she's, like, hugging me, taking photos, like, oh, it's been so great to finally meet you in person. I was wow. like, I'm sorry. Like, I, so I've actually trained my staff and my wife. Um, Help me out that here. When we're <laughs> out at events. I don't introduce sh- you. <laughs> if I don't introduce you right away, you jump in before I'm rude. And introduce yourself so that they'll say their name to you. Um, yeah. Because it's just like, that's the only way sometimes because it's what happens. But it, my wife makes fun of me a lot because one time we were in a Starbucks at the mall and a woman stopped me for a selfie. And, <laughs> like you could see everyone else really confused. at this. Like I was confused, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, someone wants a selfie at the Starbucks? And, like everyone else is like, should we know who this guy is? I know, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, you're good. But it was like, and I didn't know who the person was until I got tagged later mm. on Instagram being like, oh, okay, I know who this is now. <laughs> but my wife still to this day, this is like four years ago now, makes fun of me quite a bit. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Now, entrepreneur, uh, obviously married, have kids. Um, tell us about that balancing act because we, you know, 
everybody talks about finding that balance. And as entrepreneurs, we realize there's no balance. When you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. As a, a father of young kids, how are you managing that, the businesses it's and growth? a struggle. I'm not going to pretend it's not. Um, I have had to make some adjustments because, like, I do that classic thing, which I'm sure parents can relate to, where it's like kids go to bed and you're, you're fighting your bedtime because you're just like, this is my time. It's okay. I can do another half an hour. I can do another half an hour. And like, it's midnight. Mm -hmm. Kids get up early and you're like, well, now I'm just exhausted all the time. So I finally had to give that up. Mm -hmm. um, but what, because like what I'm doing, so I have three kids who do three different drop offs every morning. Um, so my, basically for me, every day from 7 to 9.15 is kids. And then I 3.15, I have to start the three pickups. <laughs> so basically then 3.15 to 7 when they're in bed is kid time again. So what I used to do is I could then spend like, you know, an hour with my wife after, then go back to work. What I've just shifted to, and I hate that they were right, is the 5 a.m. people. I now get up at 4.30. <laughs> And I work five to seven, and I just hate that they're right about how productive you are during those two hours because I hate doing it. Yes. <laughs> but I do it now every day, 4.30, and I get up, get the dogs, get my coffee, go sit down, and five to seven, I work for a couple hours, then go get the kids up, start that whole thing. So I can still get a full day of work in. Colin. And it is nice to work when no one's bothering. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Colin's just, just staring at me. See? There's another one. There's another <laughs> there, convert. There, there, there's, there's a convert. Yeah. I refuse to, Andrew, but, but like, I right. have a countdown on it, right? Like, as soon as I'm at a point where the kids don't need me to, like, do that to that degree, yeah. I'm out of the point. Like, I, I, 4.30, because I have to go to bed at 8.30 to get a full night's sleep. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I put the right. kids to bed, I come down, do the dishes, and I'm like, well... That's today. So I'll go back upstairs now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the weekend, you're like, oh, I can finally catch some sleep. But if I sleep in, then it's going to ruin me for Monday. <sighs> I'm going back to bed again. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so it's been now. I'm still early in this adjustment. I'm sure it'll get easier. Yeah. So we know most entrepreneurs, they invest in themselves and they're always pushing themselves to either, you know, reach new levels. How are you investing in yourself? So for me, I've done a lot of different things. My big one the last few years has been masterminds. Okay. I love masterminds. Uh, get a group, a small group, and small can be from like, depending on if it's online, you can be a little bit bigger than you're used to. But in person, like 20, 25 people kind of facing similar things. And you go like, one of my favorite things that we does is this guy named Nicholas Kuzmich who sets it up. We basically set up a table like a U in the room and we put a whiteboard at the front. And then you just go around the room. Everyone says a challenge they're having. We write down the challenge. That's the agenda for the day. Mm. Love it. And then we just walk through and we cross things off as we solve them for people. And that's the day. And then we have like, you know, Facebook groups or Slack mm -hmm. groups, things like that. But because I find like I love conferences. They're great for some, like, especially when you're starting out and learning things. But like if you really want to take your stuff to the next level, like, you have to get more nitty gritty than like hearing someone talk for 20 minutes. Right. Like that's a that's the you know appetizer to the full thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas like masterminds, you can get into like, okay, but like how did you do this specifically? Okay, so you had this automation go, then it did this, then it did this. Okay, now what do you say in the sales call here to overcome this, right? Mm -hmm. Like those little things that can really shift and make big gains. So like when I started just at homes, like I was always in like marketing masterminds. Mm -hmm. Like especially with like, mm -hmm. I had one especially for Facebook advertisers. Now I'm in B2B media ones as well, where I'm now specifically going, like I have one that's run like if you've heard of Morning Brew, it's mm -hmm. like the, one of the top guys at Morning Brew. It's He got recruited there because of this mastermind he has. He runs that one called the Media Operator. It's great. It's a couple hundred bucks a year. It's not that expensive. Learn a ton. And he has a lot of extra insight that he sends out. And another one now where it's just like a collection of, again, 
a lot of trade publications, which is great, and local news, because that's the thing with trade publications. They're very similar to local news. Yes. Right? So, like, if you take a local newspaper, they run very similarly to a trade publication. Beautiful. So, like, I was joking with someone else. It's like, because they're like, what can we learn as realtors when you buy in Rome? Like, buy the local newspaper. Hmm. Like, you can, you're now the only realtor who will be allowed to advertise in it. Mm-hmm. But you can still have it fund itself from the other stuff going on. Plus, yeah. as, like, their revenues are, for a lot of them, going down... You can bring it back, do a service to the community yep. while still benefiting because you're the only advertiser. Plus, it just builds relationships with other businesses. Locally. Beautiful. So, I mean, go buy a newspaper. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess we're looking at that. We got yeah. work to do. We got to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. We're going to finish this off with a little rapid fire question. So, these questions are always serious as I'm shaking my Perfect. head. No. And uh, you get the idea. So let's just set this up. There'll be uh, maybe one word answers or yes or no. Sure. You might have to think deeply, but probably not. <laughs> First thing it. that comes to mind is always the best answer, Andrew. That's right. what I'm trying to not say. Not always. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll we would like to hear what is the first. So let's <laughs> we'll go see. with it. Here we go. A little background music. Okay. Favorite season of the year. I mean, you've got one in four chance here. Summer. Summer. There not we go. Close. Okay, very good. Is it wrong? For a vegetarian to eat animal crackers. Mm. Yes. Yes. Traitor. Lo- Traitor, I love it. Yeah, I like it. First celebrity crush. I mean, it's got to be either Topanga or... What's the first Saved by the Bell? Ooh. Saved by the Bell. Which one? It, uh, the is it or... Um, yeah, yeah, Zach's yeah. main... Oh, yes. Kelly yeah. Kapowski. Kelly Kapowski. Oh. Topanga, Kelly Kapowski. There you go. <laughs> Number you one go. and two. And then Yasmin Bleed from Baywatch. Wow. We're going with three. I got a tough three. Wow. That's a tough three. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? Absolutely not. All right. Favorite Unless chunk? it's just you and your wife and you call that a party. There you go. Yeah. Well, we've had many response question to that is what type of party. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, just me and my wife, I'll double dip all day. Yeah, yeah. Anyone else, don't touch it. Big I guess dog. my kids can be included in that. Yeah, there you go. You're getting too technical now. Big dogs and small dogs. <laughs> I have a two big dogs, so that's an easy answer. Uh, there you go. Small dogs it is. Uh, name, one of the se- <laughs> name one of the seven dwarves. Sleep. There, there. Ooh. Yeah, right on cue. Sleepy. Yep. It, it gets said 99% of the time. Sleepy. I, and I tell people, don't read into the answer. <laughs> Uh, very, very good. Uh, cake or pie? It, you get into it, it depends here. Like a good lemon meringue pie is hard to beat. There's some good pies. Then like a cheesecake. Like, mm. I can't pick one. Lemon. Let's go lemon meringue pie from the first bakery in Aurora. Wow. Okay. Getting really specific. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's very good. In. Very good. And uh, the last but not least, would you rather watch The Godfather or Star Wars? See, Godfather is objectively a better movie. Okay, Star so why War- we continue it? Star Wars no, like, is more right rewatchable. <laughs> like, there's different types of movie. Godfather's better. Star Wars is more rewatchable. I don't know, man. I might unfriend you. Like, I, okay, Godfather <laughs> 1, Godfather 2. Like, okay, Godfather 2 is also better than Godfather 1. Yes. Um, I love them. I've watched them a lot. And then it's also we talk about like one up one thing is Star Wars. Like we can, I'm a nerd. I'm a, like I'm in a group for realtors who are geeks called the League of Real Estate Geeks, and all we do is nerd. So like, you we can really go in depth here, and this is rapid fire. That's what uh, I was trying to go. To, I was going to bring it back to you. You know, I thought this was a one word answer. Yeah. Uh, clearly, we did not allow answers. enough time for this podcast. Clearly. Well, we're going to redo it. We but are. We're going to do a crossover episode. Yeah. So it's going to be over a pint with it. And so we're all going to have beer. Oh, that's lovely. Camera, Guinness. And we're not going to drive there because it's not just going to be one beer. Yeah. 
There so you go. We're I like this. Happen. Let's do this. I like this. It a little works. podcast takeover. Maybe we wait till I close on the second property and we do it on site on the development. Okay. There yeah. we go. Let's there go. There we go. Okay. Beautiful. So let's wrap things up. This is Andrew Faliago. No, I said You'll it so there. perfect. Did I get it okay? Not even close. Not <laughs> this, this is Andrew. Okay, this isn't Colin the, Campbell. <laughs> the strangest man in real estate. No, what's, what's the saying go? Uh, this is this is Andrew, who's the life of the party, even when he's not even there. Yes, <laughs> that's what I like to hear. <laughs> what is the best way for people to get hold of you, Andrew? Uh, I'm Andrew Foliato, if you can spell it on every platform. Uh, just sellhomes.com, realestatemagazine.ca. Or if you want to book a call with me, I bought bookandrew.ca because no one knows how to say my last name. And that redirects to my Calendly, which is calendly.com slash Andrew Foliato, which no one will get. So bookandrew.ca. And we can chat. I like it. Beautiful. I like it. So uh, he's Andrew with no G. Don't pronounce the G. Uh, that's Colin Campbell. I'm Gary McGowan. We'll see everybody in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody. 